Yeah. You want to do the intro? Yeah. You're right. Good. Whatever you are, just give the clap and we're ready to go. The clap. It's never good when you give the clap. <laughs> That's all. I'm getting it. Hey everybody, it's Robert uh, from National Fire Radio. I'm here with Jeremy Donge. Hello. Tucker Daly and Stan Kufel from Oradell. Oradell. New Jersey. New Jersey. Daly. Tucker Daly. Did it yeah. just, did it just <laughs> ring? You know, you know why it just dawned on me? First time I met Tucker was on a cul-de-sac on the backside of the Ridge, Ridgewood Duck Pond. Yeah. I think you did the flooring? No, I own the house. He owned the you house. You own that house on yeah. in there? Oh my God. I actually went through yeah. those guys. Oh my so God. we're going to skip God. the intro and go yeah. right into wow. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, anyway. I like yeah. how before we, were, we started rolling here, Tucker was like, hey, this is where I know you from. And he just went with it. He was like, yeah, all right. And then now it, the, the, it well, clicked. And it just clicked. How huh? many houses I've done in here? No, yeah, like, oh my God. I may have even had a Chiefs car at the time, so that could have right. kicked it off. It's quite a while. Yeah. And quite he a while had, ago. had a lot more hair on the top of his head. For and all sure. That, so. <laughs> I built a yeah. couple of trucks since yeah. then. Yeah, I see that. A couple of trucks since then. I gave up building That's funny. All right, so, did it click now? You good? Yeah, we're good. All right, cool. Sorry about that. So here, no. Listen, start with the bag. This is how it's going to go. Go all night, yeah. I know it. So this is fantastic. So, no. Stan, thank you for being here tonight with us while Rob picks up his uh, phone over here. Try you know, before we started, we started talking already, and I said, mm. "Hold on, let's let's clamp it down, and let's save it for the podcast." And here we are. So, we usually talk about first fire, memorable fires. I want to jump into what you brought with you. Yeah. Um, Seb, I think they can see it on the camera, right? We got a um, big pile of. If not, we're gonna throw it up on Instagram. Yeah, well, yeah, no problem. We'll throughout we'll talk about it, but this is one out of a three-part series. That we're <laughs> That's right. So, so Stan, what did you bring with you that is I falling brought, apart? I brought my 1960 scrapbook, and it's uh, awesome. Obviously, in my mother's side of the family, scrapbooks were really big. And that's, she's probably the one that got me started in scrapbooks. And all I did was start collecting stuff that... Oh, my gosh, look at that. And there is, a, there is an article in here, the first article on uh, the Super Pumper system. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, in Life Magazine. No kidding. That, that, that's all in here. Uh, but lately, I've been throwing other So is this, is this your career, or is this, this just is, things in the fire service that fire got service. you going? How I got some of this stuff was... Mm -hmm. I know I grew up around firemen. Yeah. On our block of Maple Avenue, there were probably five firemen just on Maple Avenue and another one or two on Genther Avenue. And Jack Colbert, who was an ex, is an ex, was an ex chief of uh, our department, would every so often bring in, in those days a fire magazine was a big deal because there was only like one or two. Right. And he would bring one, and I would just take a, take it home and cut it out and start. Putting things together, and then every so often, I whatever I saw. The nostalgia in his face is like, I remember <laughs> yeah. that truck at the wall. Oh yeah, Tucker's yeah, eyes yeah, are yeah, like, yeah, yeah, technology. Yeah. I remember this. But oh this, my gosh, there's a lot of things, and you know, I gave you a list of things, yeah. obviously, to talk right. about. Right. Uh, and we talked before about Kentland and Prince George County, and how mm -hmm. how some of our juniors get their experience today mm -hmm. is a big deal. Right. Uh, and obviously, we don't get it just by sitting in our own department all the time. And the more you can see what other departments do and the fires that they get to go to, uh, sometimes there's a little better experience. When I joined Newark Auxiliary, they gave me one of these coats, a, rain, a, rain, a, a rubber raincoat. I have one, yeah. With the pair of boots I still have, because I never wore them. 
and they gave you a miner's helmet. And the first day I walked into Engine 4, Truck 2 on High Street, which is now Martin Luther King Boulevard. And what year is this, Dan? This is 1974. Okay. First day I walked in, the officer looked at me and says, look, the first thing you're going to do, do you belong to another firehouse? And I said, yeah, I do. He says, you're going to get rid of that stuff, and you're going to bring your own stuff to ride with us. I said, oh, that's just what I wanted to do anyway. So I still have all that stuff. <clears throat> and... Uh, you know, this, this is just a compilation of things, Chicago, I mean, things that just got me really interested more and more in the fire service when I was a kid. Oh, so Remember, cool. in 1960, I was only uh, six years old. So this is when it was started, and this, oh kid, this kid from North Brunswick is, I mean, New Brunswick is probably still got that collection. Uh, here's a fire in Oradell that was underneath Charlie Clover's building on, uh, by the railroad station car burned up underneath it. Uh, but you know, this crap. stuff is just, I, I even believe, now this is one of the, a, a truck like this is what I learned to drive on, which was a, a 48 LaFrance, yeah. in which you had to lift underneath the seat to put it in pump and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, there were like eight different steps to uh, operate the truck. And then they got rid of this truck. We sold the truck that I learned on to a museum in, uh, South Yorkshire, England. Is that right? Somebody, uh, a bunch of uh, fire buffs, bought a combination police station firehouse that was vacant, and they bought our truck and shipped it over in a container. It's still over there. They sent us emails. We should go there and interview them. Well, the only yeah. problem, Road trip. It, the only <laughs> the only problem with is, is that from uh, London down to South Yorkshire is like a three hour ride. Yeah. So everybody who tells us that they, that they go over there uh, says, you know, it's quite all right. We didn't get there, you know, all that stuff. But it, it's just this is, this is Lenny Hague and all the articles, you know, that were in the paper. And this is the truck right there. So, so. so I sit here and I look at this. Oh, wait. Yeah, please. Uh, Freeman. You know Ronnie Freeman Sr., who was the chief of Hackensack? I don't. Well, this is his recipe for meatloaf. Well, everybody needs Ronnie Freeman's meatloaf recipe. Don't so they? you know stuff like that. Even I mean, well, if, if it said fireman somewhere, yeah, he's it's a big picture. Well, also I'll also tell you another story. Is the free? Uh, we still have two Freemans still living in Oradell, uh, and they're both daughters. Uh, Ronnie moved to Long Branch. He's at somewhere very close to Patton Point. If you know where Patton Point is, yeah. uh, but this is his meatloaf recipe. Yeah, it's a big thing, I tell you. But you know, so this is really yeah. where you got your your yeah. whole start in your in your culture. Uh, this is a big. Uh, this is my first grade uh, fire prevention week. Everybody signed after you got your uh, you did your home inspection in first grade. Was this is unbelievable. Is that before <laughs> Edith or? I'd be way before okay. Edith. This was done by uh, uh, what insurance company is that? Oh, right here. Hartford. Yeah. Hartford Insurance Company was very big in fire prevention way back in the 60s. And that was first grade Mrs. Mull Milligan. There you go. Way to go, Mrs. Milligan. Enforcing uh, home rule. And, you know, there's all kinds of stuff in here. Firefighter school. I mean... All right, but Stan, look, so <laughs> let, let's... All right, yeah. like, this is incredible. So, <laughs> like... Go ahead, Rob. Yeah, we got a... We got a... <laughs> junior fire marshal. It's just the junior fire marshal. 
This is incredible. You really should be wearing gloves when we probably touch this stuff too. Yeah. I know, right? But uh, so like we we got a, like this is this is great. <laughs> what was like for, you started in Oradell? Yeah, I started. Right. I've always been in Oradell. Okay. When when did you join the department? I joined the department in 1973 uh, as a junior firefighter. Okay. And in those days, remember, you, to become a regular firefighter, you had to be 21. Uh, so I stayed uh, as, a re as a junior till 21. But in the meantime, to get a little experience, I went with my buddy Brendan Riley, who is the next chief out of Leonia, and we joined the Newark Auxiliary. Yeah. You went over to the Ivy Hill Apartments in the basement where the CDU office was. Uh, there was a gentleman over there, I can't remember the name right now, but he had, the, it was the disaster area if something was to happen in Newark mm -hmm. and it was in the basement of this high-rise apartment building. Uh, he was the one in charge of signing you up. Fingerprint you, give you an ID card, I still have my ID card, I still have my badge. Uh, he gave you the helmet, the, the rubber raincoat and the rubber boots. Mm -hmm. And then he told you, where do you want to go? And I said, look, we're going to NJIT, that's where we go to school, is the Super Pumper article. Um, and I said, well, how about putting me down on High Street at the Engine 4 Truck 2? And that's where we ended up. But and what year was that, Stan? That was in 74. 74. And how long did the Civil Defense Program go for? It's, as far as I knew, the last person I took down here was in 86, and we were still able to register. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Now, I don't see anybody riding anymore, no. but... No. And they used to have their own drills. They uh, would do them on Saturday mornings. You just had to make so many. You were supposed to keep a logbook, and I did probably a thousand hours in Newark. And to a point, we had another uh, fire. Most of all the juniors in Oradell joined the Newark program. Uh, we had a couple of guys that would live there. You wouldn't see them from Friday to Monday morning. They would just stay that would, that would be all the way through. Yeah. So we had, and, and you, you remember, Engine Seven was a long nose Mac. And you, you were still hanging on the back step of uh, the engines. Uh, Teddy Noah, who was dear to my heart, is for, and really got unbelievable experience in Newark. They treated him like he was a Newark fireman. Uh, and uh, they would tell him at, at certain fires that, okay, we're going to, you take the knob, we'll follow you up, and they would let him put it out. Uh, so a lot of our guys got a lot of good experience in Newark. Um, Greg Trask, the one I was talking to before, he was also in Newark. I don't remember where he was in Newark. Uh, but remember, firehouses were all over the place. And when we were there in 75, the riots were only like six years gone. Right. So right. it's like, uh, you know, it was a big experience for us. Really big. So what was your first fire that you went to as a member of one of these departments? Whether it be Oradell or Newark? Well, you got to remember that in Oradell, when I when I came in as a junior, yeah, we were doing between eighty and hundred calls for the whole year. Right. And of those eighty to hundred calls, you might have seen uh, probably three or four real fires. Mm -hmm. Plus, we did a lot of mutual aid, um, and we're still doing mutual aid. Today. Yeah. Uh, probably a basement fire on. Uh, on uh, not East Drive, but it's one of the it's that first street by the Dairy Queen. Uh, there was a fire in the basement, and it was like 20 degrees out. Um, but I'll tell you, the experience 
I've only told you the experience from my side. Sure. Um, the, the, the Ordell guys that were older than us, and I'm saying maybe 15 to 20 years older, were part of the New York Fire Department Auxiliary System. And it, they loved that job. They, they thought it was the greatest thing in the world. Uh, they rode with 36 engine and squad one. And in those days, squad one was just a bread truck. And it was just tools. And guys, they would go to working fires in both the Bronx and Harlem. And they would just be going back and forth. Uh, and there are stories that I probably can't tell because, you know, there were just crazy things that went on. Sure. Then. Really sure. crazy things. Uh, but uh, later on, in, uh, as we got older and the juniors came about, uh, we got invited also. Yeah. And the, the auxiliary program in New York City, the story that we've heard is that a Palisades Park guy got hurt, and then that was the end of the program. Mm. But I, I've never had that verified. I yeah. Mean, I can't even verify it myself. I, so, yeah, I was just, just to say, so like for you, for you mm. in, in Ordell, your first fire was a basement fire, yeah. and then like when you were doing the reserve thing in, in, in Newark. Newark was a lot of other things. It was row houses. Mm -hmm. uh, there were very few high rises, um, but you know, you just, you ran a lot more. And the, the coolest thing was that truck two was a uh, tiller, and so it was the coolest thing. You could, and they allowed you to ride anywhere you wanted to. So on the side of truck two, we used to hang on the side, and we'd come down Orange Street going sideways, and then they'd pull into the... <laughs> That's awesome. We just had a lot of... Without a doubt. And I, yeah. I sit here, and I know, I know Rob has a follow-up question, but I just sit here, and I hope, I hope that the guys that are coming up now, and even myself, like... I hope that I have that look that you just had for the last five minutes on your face because, <laughs> no, I'm serious, because, yeah. Tucker, you have it too. And when you guys talk about, like, I've been doing it for, I've been saying now a lot of times, under 25, 24 years, but the guys with more years than that that really are senior to me, when you guys tell stories, your faces, the emotion in the story, and how, mm. Stan, like, you're looking up and you're mm. smiling underneath that mustache and your eyes are, like, spinning in, in like, incredible memories, like, that is just... I really hope it's just that I'll have that that like reminiscing of like emotion and you the guys what, coming you know up what, have you it know too. What I'm thankful for is I'm really thankful for everybody who has given us the opportunity yes. to do this. I mean, and and obviously they all had a certain amount of you know we have to keep an eye on these guys, uh, but uh, they all gave us that opportunity and they taught us a little bit at everything we went to. Uh, and we took that little bit that we learned back with us yeah. to hopefully give it to somebody else. I mean, one thing you guys have talked a lot about on the, on the, on the show is uh, what did you learn? Mm -hmm. And we do that in our firehouse almost constantly every day, uh, especially with the juniors, because they, they get a sort of sense that uh, I know enough already and I know what I'm doing. And, you're comfortable. Know, and I'm saying... Well, you're doing circles on the outside of an exterior fire. What you, let the water do the work for you. And we go through this all the time. And it's just like, take a second, think about what you're doing, and let's do, just do the job if you've learned it right. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think you. That's all. I think <laughs> like, you hit that on the head. You guys, I mean, you, you guys do a good job of just bringing that out. Because uh, from what I've watched, you thank know, you. people need to. Yeah, but I mean, but it's but it's this, right? It's it's telling the stories, uh -huh. and it's it's seeing the emotion. Like I hope that a twenty year old kid watches this 
it sees you reminiscing for the last five minutes about your CD days, and they probably don't even know what being a C what CD even meant. Let alone like I uh, barely I know. Cross dresser or something. It's civil defense guys. Right. <laughs> civil defense. Right. Wait. Time How did he get to be a funny guy? What's how, this? Did, yeah. how do you know about cross dressing? <laughs> uh, that's civil a whole other. That's, uh, that's us. I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. But you know, I got to tell you, one of the best. We, the first time I we got invited to ride in New York City uh, was with Thirty Six Engine. Thirty Six Engine, as everybody knows, has been closed down, and the building was just converted into, I think, a community center. Uh, but when we rode there that first night, we rode with a guy who was, uh, who eventually would end up being a forty-year member of the FDNY. Uh, chauffeur, his arms were absolutely huge, and I can remember standing at the front door. It was uh, August. Uh, it was probably uh, about 90 degrees out, and we're standing at the front door of the firehouse, wide open. Uh, there, it was an American of France in the firehouse, which that engine eventually ended up, I think, at Garfield or Hackensack as a no reserve. Uh, but what happened was is. A little uh, old lady comes down the block and goes, uh, the gentleman was just stabbed at the chicken place on the corner. He said, and in those days, he said, yes, ma'am, Ambul ambulance has been called. Don't worry, it'll be here soon. And that, you know, I'm talking like 1970, no, 81, yeah. 1981. So uh, what, what happened was you would the fire department was not allowed to leave their firehouse to go do EMS. Uh, only the rescue companies and things like that. About two minutes later, a police car would pull up, throw the guy in the back of the police car, take off. Twenty minutes later, the ambulance would show up. Yeah. So what happened is, I whenever I rode in New York City, I always stayed up all night. They would always say, "Hey, you want to do the desk?" I said, "I should do this." So uh, we're up. We're I'm sitting. I'm sitting upstairs, and I'm. The window open, and I'm watching what's going on outside. And then all of a sudden, there's all these sirens again. And I'm like, wow, something really crazy going on. Guy comes down the next morning and says, guess what? I said, what, what, what? He goes, the guy who got stabbed was taken to the hospital, got patched up, came back, stabbed the guy behind the counter and stabbed him. <laughs> and I was like, wow. That was 125th Street. So, but they were just crazy times back then. It was Nuts. Yeah, stab for stab. Yeah. yeah. Eye so, for eyes. Eye for <laughs> different eye for an eye. Eye for <laughs> eyes, that's right. What, Sam, what, like when you're, I mean, because I'm, the, the only thing that I can relate this to is what we were discussing <laughs> about before when I wanted to find out what consolidated departments were like. Mm -hmm. And I, like, went down to Hyattsville and I joined uh, PG County as a, a fire and EMS volunteer. Mm -hmm. And it was just, like, I, I tell people, because they don't, especially, you know, ones who don't know, I feel like we're on the same mm -hmm. wavelength. But I said it was like a roller coaster. I said I never did three fire, three house fires in sixteen hours. I did it there, and I said I don't know how the guys in Detroit do it all the time. Well, it was that way in Newark also. Yeah, I mean, and some of the weirdest things I remember in Newark is we'd go to a house fire and it'd be a roast uh, houses burning, and there'd be a uh, a transvestite hooker and a guy would say stay away from anybody on that side of the street just don't go over there i'd say okay i'll stay here that's okay with me and you know here'd be this six foot four guy dressed as a woman walking down the street with a short skirt on i was like oh, this is nuts this getting is, the education you can get in order huh? absolutely yeah. crazy <laughs> but you know even at 54 and 4 yeah i mean 
at 54-4, we have the ravioli guy in Oradell, and he uh, had the hook. So, boom. They, Come on, we could just go in and ride. So we go in, and within an hour, we're there. There's a taxi cab pulls up, and the taxi cab driver jumps out with a baseball bat and chases the guy around the car for the fee. <laughs> right in front of the firehouse. And I'm like, this can't be happening. This can't be happening. And the last night that we rode there, um, Wanamaker from uh, Nyack, who's in uh, Empire, I gotta get that right, Empire Hook and Ladder, uh, the, one of the greatest instructors I ever rode with. Because when, when we went somewhere, he would always say, come on, follow me, I'm gonna show you what's going on. And we went to one where the smoke is rolling out of this basement place, and it was almost like a parking garage. And what, they, what it was, it was a place where people were woodworking, refinishing, and the sawdust caught on fire on the floor. And he goes, you see what's going on here? I said, okay, I saw enough. <laughs> I would go back out again. <laughs> so, but there was just crazy stuff all That's the time. That's wild. All the time. I mean, what a what a story of experience, though, right? I mean, no, because you know what happens. Well, you got, like, it's, you, you it got was... to sort of modify it, though. You can't bring everything you saw right back to Oradell, or we'd be right. like, oh no, my god, here we're going. Of course, so, of course, but I, but, but I think, know. but I, what I, what I like about mm-hmm. this, and I sit here and, like I said, you know, watching your mannerisms and and discussing this, and the excitement that you still bring to this job. Right. Mm-hmm. So like the stories that you've made and the friendships you've had, I mean, every story you just told, you listed a different guy, you know, a different brother that you shared an experience with. And like, I'm very much involved in the brotherhood. And mm-hmm. I think that that part of this job is starting to get lost. And I think mm-hmm. watching you reminisce and talk about these guys. And if you see these guys tomorrow, it's a hug and a handshake. And you have that story that you share. And I think edu- I still see Paul Wanamaker. Yeah, uh, he's a retired battalion chief now from the FDNY, and he's still a member of Chelsea Hook and Ladder. And, w- and what's amazing with that is that you see him tomorrow, you shake hands, you have a good laugh, and you have those stories. And what I'm getting at is, though, is like, how do you now in Oradell with all these thirty plus years, forty years, right? I don't, I don't want to age you, but all these years you have there, right? How do you instill that excitement into the guys in your Oradell firehouse now? Hmm. How do you explain to yeah. them that? Look at this, guys. I've been doing this a long time, and you're still hopping off the engine with your hook in your can or hopping off the truck with a hook in a can, right? Yep. And and how do, and, and that's just the job, but then it's the other part of that job, right? It's the reason why you're here tonight with us. You know, it's the reason. What, there's a couple of things, yeah. number one. Please. And one of the things is, you know, being now one of the older members of the department, you can only hope that the training that you gave to those people as they were junior firemen at one time uh, really did its job all the way through. And if it did, you're going to be okay. You know, you, the real key to that is that you can take a step back and every once in a while, and maybe it might be a blue moon, uh, you might have to say, you know what, come here. And I learned the hard way a couple of times with even older members when I was a junior lieutenant was that they would come yelling and screaming at on the fire ground. I would say, stop, stop. Let's discuss it when we get back. And then that would be the end of it. Yeah. And they would understand what I was saying. That's all. I, I, maybe I was wrong in the wrong sense. But at least let's discuss it yeah. instead of just yelling and screaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, we, and, you know, one thing I've learned just recently is you can't be a yeller and screamer on the fire ground. Uh, I, you know, 
I, I, there are people, and the ones that I think sometimes fall through the crack a little bit, is they come from another department where they might do things a little bit differently. And it's really hard to bestow on them, if they're going to sit in the front seat, that we need to do things, just communicate it. If we can communicate it properly, yeah. we're going to do okay by ourselves. Right. And we'll get there. The fire will go out. Um, and, but we don't want anybody getting hurt. And that's the main thing, is that yeah. we, as, we, as long as we can make sure that everybody's going to be okay. Now, one thing we did in Oriental that, you know, I, I try to let, without being a real nutcase, let the uh, new officers and chiefs and everything else do their plan. Whatever their plan is, right. put it together let and, them go. and let it go. Yep. And sometimes we do things that I can't always agree with because, you know, at 18, 19, 20 years old, I was never that first one on the line going in the front door because you had to be the second one. Right. And so I said, you know what? If they're going to let them, if they got their fire one, they got, they're ready to go, they, they're 18 years old. I, I still, the thing that, that sort of pulls me back a little bit is the fact that I got to just keep a little better eye on them. That's yep. all. They just don't have the same experience that everybody else had. Um, in those older days. I mean, especially nowadays where I thought, you know, oh, it's just a lot of running. You know, we're going to carbon dioxide detectors, smoke detectors, and all right, that stuff. Always turning you know, the wheel. Like, yeah. wow. Now I try to explain to them, well, we go to floods too. Well, you go to floods too. What do you mean? Uh, well, we got three boats, and we got a dive team, we got a swift water team, we got everybody. You got to understand, we do other things that just go to fires anymore. Right. right. And that occupies a lot of time, especially training wise. Yeah, and we've hit on that like so many times, and we yeah, just hit on it earlier. We're all becoming rescue companies instead of we are the fire much more diversified. There's yeah, no question that's about a that. Great way to put it. <laughs> it's just you know, and the problem is, is you need to get everybody up to that same thing. Like I was just telling people in our department about maybe six or eight months ago, uh, OEM Bergen County OEM offers a course for first first responders to do first uh, first aid. Right. So that if you ever do happen to have, they need hands at a uh, active shooter, that you can at least provide first aid. And uh, so what happened the next month? We did a first uh, responder first aid course. And that's important today. I mean, now today we find that many of the junior firefighters are already EMTs. Like I said, yeah, that wasn't you know, po that was not popular back when you no. guys were. No, you know. No. Well, but we we couldn't become firemen until we were twenty one. Right. You could be an ambulance corps person. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that was there, but not that. And, and it wasn't ambulance real corps popular people back then. Burned out real quick. Well, and also they went to yeah. a lot of stuff. Like than they today. Yeah. The EMT program, at least in New York, is offered as a college credit class. Right. So like, there's people at Maris who are like. Wow, this looks like, right. I you know, right. hey, I'll, I'll take it's a semester. I'll take it. They take the class, they get the certification, and I'm like, what do I do with it? Now, when I came out as a uh, chief the first time, uh, which was in '90, we had already done away with the junior program. We did away with it because the 18-year-old limit was dropped to to be able to be a regular member. Right. So we lost all those juniors. And nobody else really wanted to pick it up at that time. So I came out as chief. I said, look, I'm, this program's got to get going again or else we're just going to be... What year did you start the program originally? Oh, my goodness. Our junior program in Oradell goes way back to like 1960. Oh, 
okay. I, I actually have call sheets in the in the records where the juniors would sign the back of the call sheet, and there are there those guys are fifty year members now. Wow. Yeah. Well, you you guys were early too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we started we started early, but when I first thing I had to do is rewrite the program a little bit because now we're dealing with uh, sixteen to eighteen, and uh, that worked out. It worked out okay. Uh, I had a couple of classes that were really big in our department. Uh, there was one that was nine junior members. Of the nine junior members, three became FDNY guys. That's great. Uh, Timmy Mahan is now in Division One. He's a, uh, he was a go-getter from day one. Here's a kid, uh, Don Bosco graduate, lived in Oradell, Don Bosco graduate, went to the University of Fairbanks, Alaska to live in a firehouse, but they told me how to be an EMT first, went, took the EMT class, came back to the firehouse, lived in the yeah, firehouse. Yeah, I've seen that program. I read about that program. He yeah. got two degrees, never got a certificate. He sent his mother for his degrees. He was in the process of taking Boston's test when the graduation was. <laughs> uh, and from there, he took the New York City EMT test because that was the first test that they were given. And he says, look, if I'm going to have a chance that I'm not going to get in as a firefighter, I'll go in as an EMT and then we'll transfer, transfer over. over. That's yeah. what he did. Yeah. So. I, I find, um, you know, I know uh, my hometown, uh, we've put out a lot of career guys, oh. a, lot, a lot of stand-up brothers yeah. um, that no have question. made names for themselves oh, in the yeah, business yeah. and everything else. And yeah. it's, it's a tremendous... Uh, Tremendous uh, pride for our department and, and for myself. Uh, very proud of those guys because I'm a lot of them came of up with all me. All the Bergen County guys. Agreed. I mean, Agreed. We've a, put out a, a tremendous amount of talent um, over the years. You know, and I guess Nassau County and Suffolk County mm -hmm. do also. Sure. But Bergen County has been right there. Yeah. And hold their own with everybody else. Um, and, you know, like. But I, I think, you know, I think those guys are coming from departments that. Gave them a structure of culture and oh, tradition definitely. and love for the job. And, you know, if, you, if you're if you a member in a, you know, a not so, uh, I don't know, dedicated department or so on, it's not instilling at 18, 16 years old. It's not giving you those values mm. that I think a lot of these guys need to But also part of that is how they move out some of their older guys. There are some fire companies mm. that there's not a lot... There are members that are older, right? But they're not active, and they're not sitting there and talking right. to people. Well, in my day, we did it this way, and then right. it clicks. Oh, you know, if See, we that's just why... altered what we do just a little bit, then we could use both methods, and it comes out right. like this. But that's why I, I've always believed, and that there's always a spot for everybody in the in the volunteer fire service. It doesn't matter whether you're eighty mm -hmm. or eighteen. Right. And now we're down to 14 in our place wow. as the okay. cadet program. Uh, but the cadet program is one of these things where if they need to uh, get that stepping stone going again, that they, they can start to push it a little bit further. So yeah. Yeah. What, we find, you, go ahead. what we find with a lot of that is that it's brothers or sisters of brothers that are already members that are just starting to get into it now. Yeah. So, and it's mostly class from between fourteen. So, do you think they mentor each other? Or? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely, they see their their brother or sister yeah. running out the door, and off and, they go. And you guys have nothing to do with. I mean, honestly, you have nothing to do with it, but you're not encouraging that. It's just that's something that's happening on its own. Yeah, correct. Correct. Mm -hmm. All they do is stop down, get an application, bring it back. You can tell right away whether they're interested or not. Right. We've we I don't believe we've had the success of uh, 
maybe open houses or having a table at the high school. You still have to do that. But those people that we sign up at those, we see them once and they, yeah. those cases don't come back. Yeah, how do you, what do you, what do you? Our members are the best recruiters we have. We all know that. And because they, they can do just what we're doing right now, tell what it's all about. Uh, and I, I really do feel somewhat, I think we're lucky in Oradell uh, that the number of former members from other departments that do come to our department. Um, one thing I was tremendously against when uh, it came up to a vote and we changed bylaws was uh, we allow 15 out-of-town members, and we were, we're full right now. And I said, why don't we stop the out-of-town membership thing and try to just concentrate on within the town? Right. Uh, and it was like I was picking on people who were out-of-town. Yeah, right. members. And but, I'm, saying, I'm not kicking yeah, you right. out. Yeah, exactly. I'm just saying, ah, it's okay, don't worry about right. it. So, but, uh, you know, every one of those had have had great, they've been great members to our place. Yeah. They really have. Um, I'm not, you know, I don't really care one way or the other if they have a problem with that they don't join the same department that they come from, the town they come from. Yeah, I, one of the one of the guys at work was in the, in the military and he said sometimes, we were discussing group changes one day, he said mm. sometimes you just have to have a change of scenery and that he's like, and it's just the personalities are mm. there and they're not going to, he's like, we have war for a reason, it's because yeah. two people yeah. don't get along. Oh, I can understand and, that. And he said, so yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, that there should be that ability to kind of... Yeah. But, you know, what was funny was you had to see some of the things that were written after I brought that up. It was like, oh, my God, I don't want to read this stuff. Yeah. Because so, it doesn't matter to me. You know, it, it is what it is. And we, uh, the funny thing was when we introduced uh, the 15-member uh, rule, it was actually 10 originally. And uh, the, the guy who introduced it, everybody thought it was like a, the end of the world. And then, and then he left our department, went to one next to us, and became a member over there. And then I said, well... Maybe we do need this. Just to, we went from fit. We have fifty active members. We were down around thirty six or thirty seven. So we said we need to sort of fill this in for the meantime until we get our ranks back up because we really had a gap when we disbanded the junior program. Until the junior program really got going again, then we we took the ten members and who introduced the bylaw is I did. Yeah. And I said, you know what? It was the, it, for the right time. It was the thing we needed to do, right? And that's all, you know. How so, is how is Ordell today? I mean, you. As I said, I we're full right great. now, and we have a juniors program. It's probably got about four in it right now. Um, and it, the, the strange thing is, if you looked at our, our roster, roster, is that of the fifty members, we're probably fifty percent junior firefighters from the Ordell yeah. Fire Department. Wow. And the key of that is encouraging them that they need to go get a college education and then come back if you have to to if you still want to become a member. Yeah, well, I thought it was to live with your parents. Well, <laughs> Shane, Shane, Shane getting there. At you. We're getting there. <laughs> nice. That's funny. That is funny. I, mean, I, I get it. I mean, you know, we're, we're you know, my, my area is unique and mm. you, you know that. And, you know, it's just tough to hold on to them. And, uh, you know, they, uh, years ago, they came out with the incentive program called LOSAB length of service award, which was to, uh, for people not familiar that watch from all over mm -hmm. creation, mm -hmm. you know, it was, a 
basically a retirement program for uh, volunteer firemen that after X amount of years... But volunteers don't retire here. Well, they die. Well, okay, right. But what I'm, what I'm getting at is that program took five years to be vested into the program. Right. And the intent was good, but the problem is this. When you have departments that have a retention and turnover rate less than five years, the LOSAP program doesn't work. And so, you know, well, what I'm... for other reasons, though. We, we actually, when we went around and investigated all these LOSAPs, was we decided we wanted to write it and get something out of it. And what we got out of it, we encouraged more training. So if you went and got your certification for uh, fire inspector, right. you got five more points. Everybody no, got, that's everybody great. Everybody got I mean, a longevity sure. to it. Right. Uh, and uh, I don't know if it's encouraged any of these people to stay in Oradell any longer. Right. Uh, agreed. Uh, but Plus, uh, new, uh, new members don't even know about well, this thing, and we don't really discuss it anymore. Right. I, I understand all that. What, what well, I was right. getting at, though, and is... They we, don't know what that money is. <laughs> you know, we're I looking... said, it's already paid for one wedding for me. <laughs> it has. Yeah? Yeah. So well, I said, this is great. You know, that's what, you know, part of it should be used for. And that's, the, you know, we talk about being able to take it out and all that stuff, too. So Yeah. Crazy right. stuff. But, right. you know, whether it's Lincoln or Valak or... Yeah, yeah. No, I get all that. Right. And so, anyway, <laughs> I guess what I'm getting at, though, is, you know, we, we sit here and quite often we talk about the recruitment and retention and, and so on. But I think just the fire service in general and just talking about the fire service in general, um, instilling the values, maintaining membership... Why do some places, you know, when Rob and I first started this thing at SEBI, you know, back in February, March, we had one or two departments that we wanted to sit down with mm-hmm. and, and really go to the, uh, go on their turf and get a couple of their senior guys and a couple of junior guys and sit down like a panel mm-hmm. and say, why are you guys so successful, right? Because here's the thing, right? We all know that there's a handful of fire departments that are dotted throughout this, you know, I know this region, but it's everywhere mm-hmm. that like, hey, Ordell. Incredible department, stand-up guys over there. They really got their shit squared away. Like they really know what they're doing, and they pack the building. They pack the apparatus for calls. They show up on scene. The guys are squared away. Like, what fuels that? And what Rob and I were talking about doing, and we might still do. We just haven't scheduled anything. Mm-hmm. But find a couple of those departments and sit down with them and say, okay, guys, what's the secret? What's the secret sauce here? Why is this? Why is why does it work here? Why is Stan? Why is Oradell so good? But, and but I think every I think is as much as Oradell might look like it's real good all the time. It takes work. Oh, and agree. The other, and the That's other exactly thing, what we're saying. though. Is right. It, what, what's today. this recipe of this work? That that we saw that meatloaf recipe. If I buy the ingredients, <laughs> right, like and put them on the table, meatloaf doesn't happen. I have to. Actively read that and put it together, correct? And cook it, and like correct. that's what I like. That's what well, we want to know. Is we've it already though? talked about a lot of this, sure. Mm-hmm. And one of is the juniors program when we, when we rewrote it. Uh, we had to encourage people to look. Not everybody gets out of college in four years straight, so we added an, an mm-hmm. extra year there. To made it twenty. Made the age limit twenty three. Okay, we had maybe two extra years. Um, we encourage them that they have to make six drills a year, even if when they go to college, so that during the summertime they, they do their drills with us so that they're familiar with anything that we might have changed on them. Plus, they also need to familiarize themselves constantly with what's going on on the apparatus and being changed and switched around and things like that. Um, but what they bring back to us is... Not, my guys are not running out the door to be EMTs, but the juniors are running out the door to become EMTs also. 
And uh, now what do they have? They have a job. I mean, one of them is riding paid uh, while he's home. So that was his summer job. Right, nice. Uh, yeah. And that's just one part. And I, I, I continually tell people that, you know, as much as uh, the, fire, the volunteer fire service might not think like it's a paying job, there's a lot of things out there that you can make it a paying job somewhere, mm -hmm. whether it's fire inspector, fire official, building inspectors and all that stuff. Um, but you need to be creative. I mean, I, it's not for everybody. And not everybody maybe wants to be the plumbing inspector in your town. Uh, DPW uh, public employees. What happened in Spring Valley uh, is absolutely ludicrous anywhere in this country today that uh, a mayor would tell the public works employees that they can't go to fires. Because, uh, once again, Spring Valley most likely will become the highest running uh, department in Rockland County. They did 1,000 calls last year. They'll probably do another 1,000 plus this year. Yeah. Yeah, and there, yeah, there's, a, there's a lot of back and forth but there. And so you need to understand but, yeah. the advantage of that. I mean, like, and then, once again, and I don't want to get too crazy because you'll get lots of phone calls, but uh, what happened in Creskill is just as ludicrous in the other direction. So, so yeah, so there's a lot of, so Stan, realize we're talking to people all over creation, all so over they don't, creation. they don't know, you know, what the stories are, but Cresco was a volunteer department that ended up going part paid, right? They're not, part, well, I'm not overly familiar no, with myself. No, they're part but, paid and supplemented with the volunteers. Right. right. Yeah. I think, I, I think finding the, you know, whether it's right or wrong or what's happening in one jurisdiction is wrong or right. No, I, I think it's, it, but you know. I, what what we I think what we were aiming for and gunning for and what we're looking and just to bring it back around a little bit was mm -hmm. talking about that secret sauce and right. not saying Ordell is the best department. What I'm using you as an example, but mm. what I'm saying is there there has to be a way to look at what we're doing and say this works very well for us. Let's get that word out and share it. Or is it not really a fundamental thing and it's more just an attitude or a Check it at the door. This is how we do it here. Type. I don't know. Like, and I guess what we're getting at is there's there's so many unique characteristics because at the end of the day, it is a social club. I mean, we do the job, but but a lot. You know, it tends to be a lot of it. I think is it has a, to be uh, agreed. Agreed. Uh, you know, one one of the things we try to do is always make it a family right thing. Is right. if it, it yeah. once it fell apart from being the family thing, then it got into its own problems. Right. And. I didn't want to see that anymore. I mean, during the 60s, and, and a lot of departments, everybody's going through divorces and all this stuff, and I didn't want to hear anymore, you know, yeah. any of that stuff. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's not that easy. I mean... Well, I think the the junior programs mm -hmm. really help out a lot. Tremendous. Um, I noticed that when ours kind of... And ours kind of went by the wayside, we still had it, but it was because mm -hmm. the state put all those regulations mm -hmm. and no one knew really how to decipher them and mm -hmm. what can these kids really do. Right. So that took away from a lot of it mm -hmm. because when I joined, I mean, pretty much I could do everything except for really get in there and put the fire. I could put the fire out from outside, but I wasn't supposed to go inside and put the fire out. Mm -hmm. But you could do pretty mm -hmm. much everything else. So you need to also... You need to dangle the carrot in front of the kid, you know, and keep them moving along. Agreed. And then eventually... I find a bigger gap, though, at uh, the operational level. Uh, 
you know, uh, having drivers during the day is a more of a, you know, but there are departments that are now training uh, 18 to 21 year olds to be drivers. Uh, just so that they have that crutch to be on, but you got to have somebody who's reliable. That's uh, we have to also know. look at it like we trust what well, we trust our our eighteen year olds with now. Yeah, if they sign on the dotted line and put their hand in the air, and the other correct. hand in the Bible, they could be leading a platoon of that's soldiers correct. into battle. They could yep. be driving yep. an M one Abrams tank or an no, Apache right. helicopter. So, because that's that was one thing that always got me in the volunteer service was uh, when I was a member of Croft Corners, it was that like, this driving thing is very serious. And like, you are not ready. And I drove the end, and like the ladder truck was the, like the, the ladder truck was the top of all. It was on the pedestal. Of, right? of some like, day. It was like, you And yeah. I held it up. And when I became a career fireman, and I drove a ladder truck in the city of Poughkeepsie, especially a, a rear mount straight stick, which we had mm -hmm. in the firehouse, mm -hmm. and they were like, yeah, this is how you do it. I'm like, this is actually easier to drive and quote unquote operate than the engine, because I don't have to figure out a pump calculation. Like, 400 feet of three inches isn't gonna come off of this with a reducer right. and right. XML, like, you know, the original When it gets man. to the tanker, it's a little different, but, yeah. you know. Uh, right, the tanker was the one that was always the, the you know. Five and a half. Because that's the one that we say, like, hey, engineers, we are gonna, I hope you are awake today. But it was it's just true. a, uh, it, it was true. crazy. And I've, I've seen a department, I've seen several departments do it where they take those younger men and women and hold them to a standard and say, this is what you're going to obtain. And if you, if this is the path, the path is reachable because here are the people who have reached the path or, or walked down it and, and they're able to do that. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. one thing we don't tap into enough. No, I agree. In that. And, it's, and it's getting those those kids to understand it. Because that, that's when you like you bite into the whole pride and ownership mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. And it, it's nuts. I watched in Hyattsville, we had some guys coming from uh, Westchester County once and uh, mm -hmm. they were going to ride along with us and everything. And they had a couple of the dinosaurs were there. I knew they were dinosaurs because I walked in hmm. and I heard their feet start stomping on the ground the minute they got in the firehouse. And it was a 19-year-old driving, a 19-year-old tillering, and I think a 20-year-old riding a seat. And then I'm in the back and like ladders are hooking can. And they're looking at me and they're like, you have gray hair. I'm like, why? And I'm like, well, thank you for noticing first off. That's not how we start this conversation. But yeah, what's up? And they're like, why are you not in the front? Like, why are you not driving? I was like, because that's not my role here. My role here is to do this. Like, these mm -hmm. guys are mm -hmm. more than capable. Yeah. They've laid the groundwork. Yeah. So I think that's, you know, something no, that I mean, we really the, the carrot's a good idea. It is, yeah. There's no question about that. I mean, because uh, even with my daughter, I try to just let her get a chance, take her to the parking lot, let her drive around. This is a, you know, it's the 91 La France. You can't hurt this thing. Uh, just take it nice and easy. And show her to put it in a pump, squirt the booster line, and say, well, that wasn't really that bad. Right. And then, you know, then they move on. Mm -hmm. And then maybe someday they remember, hey, that wasn't so bad. You know, maybe I could do that. So, but she's having too much fun in White Claw. She's catching work up there. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, almost as much as just in Oradell. Yeah. I mean, really, it's yeah. been, but it's a lot of running. Yeah, it is. I mean, when you're, when you're talking... What four seventeen it was the other day, four hundred seventeen calls already this year. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, it's uh, gonna be a lot not going to be the busiest company in Bergen County, but yeah, Rutherford should be uh, up there with uh, 
possibly Lyndhurst close behind. Oh yeah. And Paramus, if we count everybody in Paramus, yeah, you know, that's another whole story. Yeah. So what? Um, here we are, right? So what do you see? I mean, you're not slowing down anytime soon. You're you're the president of New York, New Jersey, which president is a New, an New association of yes. fire departments between both states, right? Rockland and Bergen. Yes. Rockland and Bergen Correct. County. Okay. Yeah. Um, what do you, you know, what do you hear? What do you see? I mean, you're, you're out there, you're very much involved, well, like I know, said. <laughs> like I told you before, sometimes Rockland being the smallest county in New York State seems to be somewhat more organized than most of the rest of us sometimes. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's a little bit easier to get them organized and on one page. Uh, but they do a recruitment night and supposedly is successful. Uh, but uh, we've had a speaker after speaker come in and talk about, you know, the National Volunteer Fire Service Program has recruitment uh, packets you can send away for and all that stuff. Um, but what I hear is people want to be busy. And in our place, people have stayed in our place, but gone and joined another place. We used to have a bylaw that said you couldn't belong to two departments. Yeah. Now they're running all over the place. There's a which, law in New York. You can't. Well, what, what I think what's misleading, and we know that the uh, the uh, study they've done on volunteers uh, dropping in the in the United States can be a little bit misleading, only because you got guys taking spots in other places, uh, multiple spots. So I think that gives you a little bit of a misleading thing. You know, just real quick, Stan, on that, I. I I don't want to come off wrong here, but like, how do you dedicate? How do you dedicate yourself to? to I, don't, I have a hard time. Like, I know Rob's a career fireman and volunteers down in Hyattsville and and in Milton. And Milton. Like, I just I I look at that because I'm I'm like an all or nothing type of guy, well, and so I think I, most of us old older timers are. And I just I'm just curious, and maybe Rob can speak to this. I mean, I'm not trying to put you on the spot by any means, but what I'm what I'm getting at is, is like you're me on the spot if now. you're if I like you know if I'm here, but hey, those guys seem to be getting more. I'm gonna ride in both places. Like I, I don't think it's like that. I think for, for so me, I don't talk think about, so okay, so talk about it for, That's for for me, and I and I you know I can always speak on myself. Like Fairview is my is my profession. Yeah, but that's a job. job, right? No, no, but it rolls yeah. in, right? Okay. So like, there's the career side of it, which, you know, like every every th uh, four days I'm walking in the fire station. And then I belong in Milton because I bought a fire truck from Nichols. Well, not me, the district did. Hmm. But like, and Alan in the hospitality room was like, you should join Milton. You live here? Like, yeah, it's not that far. Like, it would be great. I was like, yeah, sure. And like, we went over how I got to PG County. Right. And I'm in involved in these three organizations and I get you like it's all or nothing but the organizations can't handle an all or nothing right. commitment from me because like my job says I can't be there for more than 48 right. hours and they would kill me okay uh, like, but right. but the Milton is uh, you know it, it, we're a small volunteer mm -hmm. department running mm -hmm. a handful of calls a year okay and then in Hyattsville like your role is you come in that fire station like there's no home response right so you're either no i know that that's unique like but, but, pg county is very unique but even even if you no, had, uh, even if i had a second department like let's say yeah. I, I came down here and joined franklin lakes because i'm hanging out with you so much right all right and i wanted to go go ride red calls with you or i want to ride calls with tucker like it's still in my in my perception my scope is when i'm here i am here what's not going to happen is if i tell tucker hey i'm coming down to the firehouse tomorrow night to ride and he's like, all right, cool. And then I get, um, 
an email that there's a fire bug running around PG, and I'm like, hey, I know I did give you that commitment, but I'm out. Like I got there's a guy lighting fires, and I want to go. I want to go try to you know mm. catch some work. Mm. And I, so I think individually, like you just it's, it's a change in that perception. So and you know what's what harder is. about the whole thing is the non-fire department side. Is you have right. a responsibility of uh, oh this week's the chicken fr barbecue you uh, you're the cook. Yeah. Uh, oh, I can't be there. I'm riding PG County. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Okay, so but, let's let's explore and, and that real quick. Those yeah. parts are just as important right, as right. the part of being there when the call. Well, that's comes all in. part of the family where the Correct. family comes in. Correct. And that's the part where I know I fail Milton considerably because I'm not tonight's a Tuesday and I'm supposed to be there, but I'm doing mm -hmm. this here, you know. Um, and like, there's a lot. Like Tuesdays are my like for some reason the plan is to align that Listen. everything has to happen on a Tuesday night. And mm -hmm. so that department gets hurt the most as far as me as a member. Right. But at the same time, I, I'm able to use my side business to run uh, a class out of the firehouse where I give them a considerable amount of the profits. Sure. And it, you know, so like it doesn't it doesn't make up the fact that I'm mm -hmm. not there flipping pancakes mm -hmm. or that I don't help out with the um, the lobster bait. But yeah. like I'm like for me, it's at least it, you know for my conscience, I say like, hey. I know that I can provide something to the department and give that to them. The only other side of this that I think is a little bit of a fallacy is uh, when you have a member that goes and joins another house, that house might see him for all the non-fire emergency calls, but when the, the fire comes in in my house, he's in my firehouse. And when I need yeah. them to do the cover-up, he's not there. So what happens is, is it's a fallacy in terms of numbers. Mm -hmm. uh, Show game. And, yeah, it's kind of what really. I'm. It's yeah. kind of what I'm right. So right, think, getting you know, to. I mean, we all. Uh, and I, I get it. Yeah, because even back when you, I write, I wrote in Newark. I wasn't in Oradell. Right. But I made sure I was in Oradell weekends, and yeah, I but, would take one weekend off. I would take a weekend off, but yeah, I would be I, here from my meeting and my my. Job. I mean, obviously, there's there's differences in this conversation, and you yeah, know, yeah. going down to a department further away to dedicate a weekend or a week a year or something like mm -hmm. that I mm -hmm. you know that does that doesn't pull away from your everyday duty of right. like your primary I get that mm -hmm. but when you're like or where you sleep I yeah really that's what yeah it really comes right down to. right but I think like you know we're we're at a point where you know we talked about this earlier we talk about um, you know these kids a lot of these younger guys are pushing themselves to find external training. They're trying. And they're trying, right. And they want to they want to go out and experience more so they can become better firefighters because we're not getting... Exposure. The, exactly. Yeah, that's correct. Exactly. So maybe joining another department that's running more or something, I get, I get all that. But I think where we lose in that equation is exactly what you were touching on, is the family, the culture, mm -hmm. the... Um, from the roots, right? You're, you're, you're not watering the roots. You're the... You know, you're not there to right or no? I, no I but I, I, you're I, laughing. Sure I don't know. Yeah, because I, roots, well, but. I, I think you've already lost that culture, though. Because when I look at departments, like and and I and you know I use Milton as an example. Like we, like we just did the county convention, which was mm. like it wasn't a nightmare, but it was a lot of work. Mm. And what did you get out of it? Like you're looking at like other departments around Fairview who do pancake breakfast, and it's like what and. And there's no kid that I know that's in high school. It's like, man, I am so, I am so excited about the pancake breakfast. I get that. And like, so like, I think that in one way though, like when we focus on that, like we lose, like 
that ship is that's a Titanic. It's already struck the iceberg. Yeah, but I don't. In a way. See, I don't. I don't totally agree with that. I don't I mean, totally. I think agree they with that. they need to to learn it also, and eventually yes. they will get to the understanding like, that that's just as important. But you know, because right, and and you know, yeah, like I, you know, it gets there. Believe you, me, it does. It's just it's it it's does. one of those round and around. We could right. we could talk right. about this forever. But really, and there's it's, but it's, it's culture. But it's a good right? conversation to have, though, Correct. without yes. a doubt. Without a doubt, no yeah. question. And my that. thing is this: well, that gets back into the community center. Correct. That it used to right. Be. Correct. Correct. Right. I'm not. Listen, I'm not an advocate of parades. Like I'm not. I and. I'm not a big advocate of parades, right? And I know some guys are, and guys with more history and years in than I am love the parades. But you know what, what they yeah. love about the parades, it's one thing about the community sense, but it's what they really love about the parades, and maybe I'm wrong, it's the brotherhood. It's the before yeah. and after I and the pride not, leading up to that, it. That it's is not, exactly correct. It's not the actual walking down the street in 95 yeah. degrees in Class A's. It's the camaraderie of being down the firehouse Friday night, washing the trucks and having a couple sure. of beers, and then after the parade, going up and mingling. And you know, like you, Stan, you know everybody through creation because of things like this. I mean, you've got, I, we know, have seen we have seen departments, and I, I think in a, a lot of them just took it for fact that you know things change. Uh, but we saw departments that were absolutely ludicrous and crazy about the competition for the New Jersey New York parade. Right, that was, was a great parade. Without a doubt, I remember as a kid going to that. It was what people lived for, right? And for weeks, and I'll tell you, it took us a long time to win the best overall. But when we won that best overall, it was, it was like, oh, nine, oh my yeah. god, this will never happen again in our lifetime. Right. Maybe. But now, so here's my thing, but, right? So no, I just wanted to redirect on something too with the uh, with what I said about the fundraising stuff at the Panic mm -hmm. Breakfast. One thing that we had in Fairview was I'm a, I'm a member of the volunteer fire company, even though. I'm a Career member in Fairview uh -huh. to help them with fundraising. They were upset because they had Applebee's give us a sweet deal that if you sold a ticket for a pancake breakfast, they would open up the restaurant. You were the servers, and oh, if it was nice. ten bucks a ticket, the fire department kept eight, and the Applebee's took two for turn the lights. Right? Yeah, of course. So Applebee's has done a great job all over. I mean, yeah, and so like, but they could not get people to sell the tickets, and they were like, "Man, we have all these merit students, like." What is wrong? And I said, and that's, and I came in one day. I said, listen, hmm. I think we're going about this the wrong way. And that's what I mean with the pancake breakfast thing. Like, we're like we're not understanding the scope of what the people are coming in. And so I said, and they're like, well, what do we do? I said, we're going to do two things. We're going to do a we're going to do a um, a trivia night fundraiser, and then we're going to do um, a Valentine's Day, uh, like a, a, it's like a, a kiss and a rose from a fireman is what the fundraiser was called. Hmm. They're like, all right, and they're like, explain. I was like, Wednesday nights are horrible nights in the bar. That's why you have trivia night because it's like, right. what are you doing Wednesday, Joker? Nothing. No, let's do trivia. Right. So we sold trivia tickets, and the kids could get behind that because they were like, wait, you mean to tell me if I sell a five dollar ticket and I get a wristband and my friends have appropriate identification, they can come down to right. the degree and drink? And right. I was like, yeah, we made fifteen hundred dollars on that, and it was the volunteers from the fire company that pushed tickets and then a few of them were like hey we're dating some girls in the sorority can they help us sell uh like 50 50 tickets in the gift baskets and i of was course. like of course like i guess i get that i get so that. that like that's one thing i think we don't do is that we don't, we don't do enough of it anymore well what happens we don't, a lot of we times look we at just let it box and say like hey like right we just let they're it not going to fit into this hole right so we got to like kind of change and that like and okay. that's what i meant by that okay. you know but, we're, but a lot of towns around here now just mail out stuff and because we get so much right. money back mm -hmm. right. 
We're not oh, doing those agreed, things. Agreed. They right. actually take a lot more work. Well, yeah, but I was going to, but they bring the fans. Well, let me right. si- let me simplify it because what I was getting at is talking about the parades. It's what Stan enjoyed about it, and you enjoyed about it, right? More than me because you guys are a few years, a few years before me. Was this? You enjoyed the camaraderie, and what did you learn through the camaraderie? Pride, dedication, respect for the equipment, right? So now what happens is you we also don't got we to don't learn a lot more about those members also. Oh, without a doubt, right? Yeah, you're side by side with them, and the guy said, "But here's the right. other, but here's the other thing." And I'm looking at the very simple things now because we don't do activities like that. Mm-hmm. We take things for granted, yeah. so that when the kid's walking out of the firehouse after a call and the garbage can's overflowing. He doesn't take it out, right? Now, 20 years ago, there was a more sense of a pride, right? Ownership, pride, right? So maybe, maybe the little tasks that brought us all together in being dedicated to the department and the culture of it would fuel the things today that aren't getting done. Like, why aren't the why aren't all the chairs pushed in, mm-hmm. or why aren't the stools pushed yeah, in, or why are the garbage? That's also how you were brought up. So when you were well, at I home, agree, you I also agree, did but that. Now mm-hmm. you tell a kid to do something, and I'm not talking, you know, my kid or other, how do you, you tell, tell him? How yeah, do you tell that's, him? That's that's huge but, too. But you'll get this. You learn though in a minute. Yeah, right? but and but, then yep. instead of lodging in the back of their head and going, well, in 15 minutes I'm going to do that or at the next advertisement. They just lose it and go on to something else, and it right. never gets done. Right. I get that, but initiative so at home, it's done by their parents or their guardians. Oh, listen, and I at the firehouse, they think the same thing's gonna happen. Right, but if you're instilling, right? So yeah. well, we do at the firehouse just like yeah. parents do. We the, the, we yeah. teach. The two biggest right? things by us are obviously kitchen committee, right, is one, and the junior or members understand that it's their job to do the cleanup, so their cleanup is important that it can be done correctly and there are no dishes left in the And sink. that's what you're hitting on with the culture. Yeah, and I think that's thing. what, yeah. just, I mean, you know, once you bestow that on them, they sort of understand where it goes and what they were I'm a big initiative guy because here's the yeah. thing. Yeah. If somebody can't take the initiative to take the garbage out, right, or empty the recycling at the firehouse because the can's overflowing, when I arrive on scene and he's got the OV position, how can I expect him to have, take the initiative to break the right glass, or to make the right entry, or to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it all goes hand in hand, right? And so you could, it's how we teach and, and how the people are, and it's that it's that fine line. And so, I mean, I might be, I don't know, maybe I'm over well, connecting it, but initiative's see, huge. this goes and, back to also accountability as part of that and responsibility. Agree. If you can bring the two of them together, mm-hmm. you're going to have success. But it's getting them to line up and yeah. be part. That's the yeah. big problem. You know, as I told you before, I'm not a bit. I don't want to be a big yeller anymore. Right. But I want people to be responsible for what we do. I agree. And that comes down to taking out the garbage. It does. <laughs> so, it's, it's the little thing. And listen, I'm is. guilty of it sometimes too. All you new guys out there, yeah. take the garbage. But out. it's not that. It's not. <laughs> see, it's not just the new guys. If I take the garbage out and I'm like, hey, you know, hey, Sebi. You know, look, man, garbage overflowing. Give me a hand. You know, like a guy with 24 years in the firehouse is willing to still do that. That impresses upon Sebi mm-hmm. or Rob mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. hey, this guy, I mean, Jay's been here a long time. Like, and he's taking out the garbage. Right, maybe next time I'll smart up. Or maybe not. I don't know. I have four okay, kids. Like, I, trust Jay's me. Job, I wipe yeah. my ass's kids all the time. <laughs> you know, my kids don't ask me all the time. Don't take out the garbage. It's his job. 
I'm just saying. I mean, no, it's, but, you know, it's something that happens in Fairview. Is I, I get because that's one thing I have a lot of pride about is that there are times where and I was I was listening to something on FireX talk about it, but like because the guy said like, he couldn't wash a dish, and if mm. I get a dish and I'm washing it, I'm like it is this. And sometimes I'm just like, like guys, I like, can wash dishes. It's okay. But I get that sidebar where all of a sudden there's like, oh, hey, what's going on, Rob? What are you up to? And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm just washing this dish. And next thing I got somebody else coming in on the left side, and they're like reaching into the sink. And I'm like, who's touching my hand? And then like, that, I'm in the doorway. And they're like, we got it, lieutenants. All right. So like, I, you know, it's for me to, to, to know that when I pick up the garbage, something like that, like people notice it. But it's. So I don't know what we did right there because somehow it's working. <laughs> it's just, you know, well, it's just it, one of those it, things. It does I don't come know. together, yeah. believe it yeah. or not. You know, we, I, I don't think we maybe give it enough credit, but it does yeah. come together. It just might take a couple of times to get you know, in inside. The other thing, too, is, you know, a lot, of, a lot of times on this series that we've been doing, we're hitting on a lot of the, it's not the same, it's not, you know, we're having difficulty with this, or it's not as enjoyable, or it's not the way it used to be. But at the end of the day, like I just I want to I want to hit on this real quick too is that it's still an amazing, amazing profession, and I say profession even for volunteers. Like, I think it's amazing what we accomplish. Agreed. When we look back at some of the things, and I told you droughts, floods, and fires, mm -hmm. it there are times where I am just amazed that we were able to put things together in some kind of order and safety and everything else was involved and. Everybody, their training somehow just falls into place and well, yeah. it gets done. And I was like, wow. Yeah. But yeah, I think, wow. you know, I don't, like, I don't like to sound, because I am a huge, I know we all are, huge proponents of this industry mm -hmm. and the importance of firefighting and what, not just the actual, you know, bread and butter operations, but the brotherhood part and the culture and the tradition and everything that we bring forth as National Fire Radio. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't want to sit here in our podcast and we always talk about like, ah, well, this and that, blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, we do this because we love it. And the reason why we're here, Tucker, Sebi, Rob, and myself, and having you here and you, you coming on, is because we recognize that it's still a fantastic job. Okay. And it's still a, an amazing industry, and the brotherhood is still very yes. much alive. And what I've seen since we started National Fire Radio since February of this year, the outpouring of support and the people reaching out and sharing their stories with us, and you coming in and willing to give us some time to sit down in your busy schedule just to talk about your experiences. And then hearing, hearing from guys in Texas and other places, uh, we have this one brother in Texas that's we're going to be going down there in November, and that's Gareth. a whole big thing we're going to be. Man. Gareth, I mean, this Good. guy is a home run, and he reached out to us, and they love the history and culture stuff, and we're going after it. And, and we're going to go down yeah. there in November, and we're going to do a big to-do down there with them, um, which is going to be amazing. And so... I don't want to sit here and be negative. You know, we love no, this no, job. I, this was a productive discussion. This is very productive. Yeah. Oh, I, I agree. Really happy. But, but what it, I guess what I'm getting at is, is that we're past every, the holding hand stage. I like it. Every time, <laughs> every time we have this, every time we have this podcast, right? Yeah. We always talk about like, wow, well, the way it used to be, and this and that. But I want to impress upon, especially our younger viewers that are watching and listening to us, that. Man, there's a lot of seniority yeah, here. This yeah. freaking job is amazing. And you're not going to find brotherhood like this anywhere else. That's no. why we have a fire department softball team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, it's the reason. I, you know, the guys in my firehouse look at me like I have two heads when I tell them. You know, I think the fire department softball team is probably the biggest team we have. 
when you sit down and you think about it, we yell at each other on the field all the time. Sure. And work everything out right there. Yep. And then guys will come back and we'll sit down and bench like nothing happened. Yeah. And people will say, well, the softball team is nothing. But I said, look back at it, all the ex-officers and tell me who was not on the softball team. And yeah. they can't. Right. right. <laughs> so yeah, it's like, I, oh, my God. I get so it. what do we do? We watch to see who were the best leaders on the field and uh, who uh, was really a team player. Yeah. And uh, I said, if there's the only two things we get out of softball and we go 0-11 uh, next year again, yeah. I said, we're, that's fine with we're me. We're doing okay. We're doing okay. We're doing okay. We know who the next uh, office is going to be. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah I mean, and the guys that don't are like, what is yeah. he talking about? I said, well, you know. I love it. I think, I think, this, I think this episode has been really good because I think we hit on a bunch of stuff that we really never oh, discussed yeah, before yeah. and, and so on. And I am I am thankful. And Stan, I could we're gonna we're gonna start wrapping here, but you know, we've been in it uh, quite a while here, but um you're definitely coming back because I need to see scrapbook number two more books. Yeah, I gotta see yeah, uh, seventy back, through eighty That's and true. then eighty through two thousand maybe, and then you're we're gonna I just hope one of them has a cover that says "The Warriors of Stan." Like that. <laughs> <laughs> I just no, but the joke in our my our my firehouse is the fact that Stan's got everything under his bed. I love it. <laughs> so I love it. I and you know we're, we're gonna wrap with that because. <laughs> but I will say, Stan, thank you because um, I thought this was awesome I'm, I'm, and it's a pleasure meeting everybody yeah. again. I'd Stan, love everybody. to. We'd love to yeah, get yeah, you yeah, back yeah, on. Yeah. I think um, your stories yeah. are. You know, we could have. If we didn't change direction, we'd still be talking about the oh uh, Stan's Warriors of the 70s. We wouldn't even made it to the 80s yet, but uh, oh my goodness. we will certainly get you back on I with us. I told you we can do a whole uh, La France thing, too. I know that, and that's, that's From next. From the 28 all the way up to the... Uh, you guys still have the 28? We still have the 28. Matter of fact, Here we're we in the process of fundraising right now. All right, so let's do this. Let's, <laughs> let's wrap this episode, and then maybe we'll shoot a little after time here. A little right. uh, extra yeah. time on the La France. You got time? Yeah. You I got nowhere to sure. be? All right, perfect. So anyway, Rob, wrap it. this up. Let me just uh, <laughs> let me just get my knee back. Hey, Rob, National Player Radio. <laughs> yeah. We want to thank Stan for coming on, and uh, thanks for tuning in. It's been a it's, this has been a great episode, and thanks for spending some time with us. Everybody, be safe out there, and we'll uh, we'll catch you all later. Thanks, thanks guys. Have a good night. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.